not long after bedtime. He's like, I don't feel good. I need a bucket. And we're like, all right, great. <laughs> Hand him a bucket. Yeah, Boom, there right. it is. When he, when he, he calls for his own bucket. Yeah. He's the Babe Ruth of he vomiting. He's the Babe Ruth of, he's the Babe Ruth of puking. He, and he nailed it. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 37 of the Disaster Dads. Thank you very much for joining us. We're glad that you found us on whatever favorite podcasting platform that you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or something else. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, wherever you found us, make sure you give us a, a good uh, good rating. Leave a remark. Always happy to, to see that from the dedicated and uh, uh, qualitative listeners that are out there. And uh, find us on the internets at DisasterDads.com, on the Twitters at DisasterDads, on the Facebook at DisasterDads. Uh, we don't have Instagram yet. I don't know if we're going to have it. None of us are really that handsome enough that we should be putting ourselves on Instagram. Um, at some point, we might do the join the beards of Instagram, but um, we're kind of still waiting for Joe to catch up on that. So we started that in season one, and we're getting closer. I probably about about season what do you think like three or four we might be seven. able to join seven <laughs> might be able to join that one his yeah. beard grows in dog ears so uh, it's going to take a while um <laughs> so uh, i'd like to thank um the dads for joining me tonight we've got the usual host of individuals but we're missing disaster joe he is gone and i think that disaster dan is going to be a little bit quiet so expect quite a bit of uh, chatter between rob robin and frank um, they're going to have to carry us tonight, but, uh, not sure that that's going to be an issue because they always do. They've got wonderful things to say. Okay. Everybody knows we're lying now. Cause there's no way Dan could be quiet. Dan no, he, could not join us tonight. Let's be honest. Everybody's he, he going to know. He's always here. Uh, cause if he's not talking, he's shaking a martini or flipping a beer can or something like that. So. He may not be on Skype, but he's yelling at us from somewhere. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. he's definitely adding commentary. Uh, it's just not being picked up by any audio. And I'm going to say B-E-G and B-A-G as many times tonight as I possibly can. So, Dan, when you listen... Actually, and you know what I am ecstatic about, and this is the first episode prior to the big game next weekend, is that the Eagles fan <laughs> has showed up for the episode tonight. I don't see the Pats fan anywhere in this group. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a sports bar tournament? Where are you at, Dan? How come you're not showing up? Well, he's trying to figure out ways to rig the game as much as possible. Fly Eagles. It takes a lot of effort. So you've got Fly Eagles. What do they have? Tom's team? Five rings. (laughs) (laughs) Deflate the balls. Well, yes, that happens every week, but... Okay. Uh, well, anyways, for those uh, those that will be listening to this and watching the sports ball game uh, later in the weekend, go your team. Um, isn't there normally a Simpsons episode that airs after that where they dub in the the winning team? Or is that I, I have am a, I dating I, myself? Are the Simpsons are the Simpsons still a thing? They're still on. I don't know if they're really a, are they a thing. I, at all? I'm I'm over forty. I think it was blocked from my TV. I think that happened when I was. I think I think the I think the chip in my hands, the the blinker in my hand went off, and you know. it's stuck on left turn. The blinker. Logan's run. Come on, man. 
I, they even made the joke in The Simpsons. I've made a joke within a joke and a joke, all right? I read I the book. I gave you a nesting doll of jokes. And that is meta. Yeah. God. That's actually a movie I haven't seen for a long I had to watch that in high school. That was a good movie to watch in high school. Yeah. There's some it's good a good movie to watch there. now. Yeah. I should, I should, that's actually a really good idea. I haven't watched that one. I'm writing that one down, Logan's Run. Ooh, speaking of, guess what you, has come out that you can rent now and I think should be an episode of ours? Twister. You know, it probably has come out to rent now, but that's still, yeah, it's better to own that one. No, Geostorm finally came out to rent. We didn't make it to I, it. That was, that was pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was really quick. Hey, you got to make the money somehow. Did, Wasn't that did just it actually theaters, make it out or, or just kind of go week? straight to? Yeah, they don't, uh, what is it called when you just go straight to download? Is that still a direct video? A crappy video? movie. No, it's called a crappy movie. <laughs> It, probably, it, uh, it has a, at least a double-digit Rotten Tomatoes rating. But there's uh, we've got to figure out. There's a way to, I think, you can watch a movie and, and live stream it at the same time. If we figure that out, people, we hope that the, some folks will take us up on that and watch that. Either that or we'll actually have our egos really uh, patriated and find out that there's no one actually that listens to this. Uh, that was a joke, Rob. At this Did point, you? I stopped listening. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tough crowd. <laughs> well, anyways, make sure to send us your ideas, what you'd like us to talk about, any uh, any disasters, any anything that you know. Season two is a little more loosey goosey than season one. We're moving beyond just the pure disaster realm. We're going into this episode, uh, kind of sort of my my backyard of information. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, technology that's available in your personal minivan. Um, if you're hauling a lot of people around or just whatever sort of, I don't know. Give me, yes. Give me the looks appropriately. Cause I don't minivan. I think the only minivaner is Frank. So, yes, true. I think so. he'll have, yeah. to, he'll have to comment on that. But, um, so, you know, it's, it's funny. We, uh, the this week this past week was the washington auto show in the dc area so i was able to kind of tool around there and and check out some of the uh you know model year 18 20 uh, 18 19 20 cars that are that are uh, going to be coming out soon or whatever and um it's crazy to just think about how the cars that we a rode in when we were kids or we started to learn how to drive on and how everything has changed and and is is very different now so i mean uh, so I'll talk. So there's a couple of things we just want to get into, like some of the new technologies that are in vehicles. So I know. So I went through car shopping uh, about a year and a half ago to do that, and I think, I think Rob, you're the most recent person that just went through some car shopping. You still yeah, Jen pickup truck, a- right, Robin? Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Rob? Sorry. You were talking to me about car shopping. We just got a car uh, last spring, last yeah. May. Oh, so okay. Within the last year. Yeah, um, we have a 2017 uh, crossover. Okay. So. Yeah, and you still just got you've got the pickup truck, Robin. Got a, yeah, I got a truck and I like a yeah SUV. Yeah. And then Frank's got the you've got the Odyssey, right? 2013 Odyssey. Yeah. So you're do, <laughs> you're ish for an upgrade soon, aren't you? Weren't you guys talking about that? Yeah, the wife's upgrading. Uh, <laughs> wife's upgrading soon. <laughs> Not yours. Um, and then, and then what, have, what years are, what years are both your cars, Frank? 2013 Odyssey. And what's the other one? Uh, 2006 CRV. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. See, uh, I, I thought I had the oldest one. I got the 2007, but continue. Yeah. No, I was going to say, we've <laughs> got, um, we've got a 2014 
uh, Volvo XC90. That's like the family car. Um, and then a uh, uh, the commuter car is a is a 2017 Jetta. So so just doing the but we upgraded from a 1998 you know BMW and a, a 2002 2003. Um, uh, what, Jesus Christ, what was it? Was it yeah, what did you use? It was the uh, uh, the, escape. It was a, the, the escape. The little one, the escape. The little escape, yeah. That I thought was a big vehicle until <laughs> until you upgrade to a much larger vehicle. Um, but yeah, so, so we just went through all of this. And so it's interesting, um, just from the first generation of vehicles we all had to the technology that's out there now, none of that was available for us. So there's, there's some, some really good safety technology that's out now. It's, um, automatic, automatic emergency braking AEB. So that's the stuff that when it's got a sensor in your car and when it, it senses that you're getting too close to the vehicle in front of you. It will either there are different versions of it will start to slow you down and notify you, or it'll automatically just break you um, and stop you from hitting the vehicle ahead of you. There's some on some commercial vehicles. Actually, I think it's Volvo. They have a commercial truck with a version of this that a it's different braking system, so it's a little different, but it semi destroys the brakes on it because it's it slams the brakes on that thing and it can stop on a dime. Uh, so mm. these if you, there's some videos of it if you Google you know Volvo truck. Um, automatic braking. So the technologies increase is the safety benefits are getting um, very noticeable. So that the cars can stop automatically, practically. Wait, that that stops the uh, like a semi truck, a commercial vehicle. Commercial vehicle within okay. five feet. I mean, it's like, <laughs> and it, it slams on the yeah. brakes and and just comes to a solid stop. So I think you're going to be no destroying a lot more than no destroying a lot more than just the brakes on a yeah. on a truck that fast. I mean, it doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't jackknife or anything, but it, it really it it slows it down, keeps it in its lane. In the in the passenger vehicle realm, it's it's the same thing. Like you know, um, you have a whole suite of stuff. You've got your lane keeping assist, which reads the lines on the side of the road. Your automatic emergency braking, which does the braking. You've got adaptive cruise control, which is part of the automatic emergency braking. Which you set that. You say that you wanna, you always wanna stay, you know, 25 meters away from the car in front of you or whatnot. It'll, it'll lock onto that. So you'll be going 67 for a while. You might be going 72 miles an hour. So it'll, it'll vary, but your distance will always stay the same. Um, uh, it's got blind spot awareness, which is the, it's got sensors in the back, you know, the back third of the car that'll sense if there's a car in your blind spot so blind spot awareness really creative name but it'll flash either a picture on your rear view mirror or maybe on your um side view mirror wherever however the program is set up um then there's also some interesting ones on, on driver drowsiness so that's got cameras on the inside of the vehicle that points at the driver and it will it will learn your alert patterns on your face so it'll it'll it's almost facial recognition. It'll learn your learn your eye patterns, all those kind of things. When your eyes start to droop and your head starts to drop, the car will recognize it and alert you to, um, you know, that you need to pull over. You need to get to slim sleep. Uh, depending on the car, some of the cars actually make you pull to the side of the road and turn the car off to do a full reset to prove to it, you know, make the car think that you've taken a, a rest before you can get going again if you've had X number of alerts on it. Um, more, more in Europe, it hasn't quite come over here yet, but if you're driving a vehicle and you see the little, uh, coffee icon the coffee cup icon show up on your dashboard, that's what it means. Um, 
so all of these all of these technologies have been around for one form or another for probably just under a decade um but they're i mean they're really starting to really starting to get really good and starting to get out there and they're on the luxury vehicles but you're now starting to see them priced uh much more uh economically so that they can be available on all cars so i would say i would say rob when you just guys were just shopping for yours last spring may not have been standard on the lower model but it might have been an option that was an add-on option that you could have done right um yeah when we were looking i mean first off cost i mean it's not like it's Mm -hmm. not that we didn't want the safety features it's you know we wanted safety features that were basically have been standard for a while the um like the cruise control the automatic braking things like that the blind spot automation um didn't come with the one we have uh we the backup camera is the big deal and that kind of irritates me to start with just the the idea of the backup camera in certain types of cars that there's windows you can turn your head and look behind you yeah um but even you talked about the blind spot warning where it shows a light in your uh on the mirror or whatever um i've been in uh, a honda accord that when you put on the right turn signal yeah that there's a camera in the side mirror so it, you can look in your mirror or you can look at the center console of the screen and see the car beside you yeah or you can kind of turn your head like you like we've all been taught and look to see if something's there before you change lanes it's i could go on a whole tangent and i probably will at some point but while we were shopping <laughs> the safety features mm. we got you know well we're, we're basic we got airbags and seat belts and there's 17 airbags in the car we have and um but, but the backup camera is the fanciest thing we got in there but you but i don't you said it right i tend there. to ignore that yeah, you said it right there, though. You you were basic. Like, standard features now are, are airbags, seatbelts, and um, model year 18 and above. Uh, no, 17 and above? 17. 17 and above 17. have to have a backup camera. So, so right. those are all requirements. For those that don't know, it's literally it's just a camera that you, you've got to somehow have a display system in your vehicle, and there's a camera on the back that shows it. That's all it has to do. Now, so ours, our, our car... Um, the the commuter car is a 2017 so it's got it but it doesn't have any beepers so i have the camera but but it doesn't do any alerting so when they did it they didn't requ- did the regulations they didn't require that it have any sort of alerting for you to know because the whole premise of it was backing over kids um that you may not see so if you look through the back window the angle that you may be at you may not see the kid the camera provides that view from whatever to the ground you might see the kid Great, that's fine. The cameras are not super high quality. The screens that you're looking through sometimes are not super high quality. And um, if there's no radar alert system on it or lidar system, you don't know if anything's back there because it, it won't beep at you. So uh, it's. I think. I think that if you you have to buy a car that has backup cameras now, but I think if you do it, they should have it having some sort of beeping alerting system that goes with it. That's just a. Now your Peter your commuter mind. car it doesn't have mine doesn't our newer car doesn't have any kind of audible alarm any beepers or anything either. But do you have the in the screen? Do you have the overlay of like yellow and red sections? Because that's it. When you put ours in reverse, the the backup 
the view comes up and then we actually have this overlay of lines, almost like a grid yeah. of, of yellow and red as proximity to the back of the car. So, and then, but that's what we have in, in lieu of any kind of alarm. Yeah, no, mine doesn't have that, but it's interesting again. So this is something that changes because there is no standardization of what it is. So between all the different car makers, they all have something different. So some of them have, have the, the pictures so that you know where you're backing up. It'll show you where your wheels are going if you go to back up and those kind of things. Um, some of them show you, you know, they've got the built-in radar system, so it'll give you the distance until you get to whatever objects are behind you. So kind of like on an airplane, you know, 50 feet, 40 feet, like it'll give you those kind of those markers when you're in reverse. Um, so, again, it, it really depends on on the vehicle that you're driving um, that you are, that you happen to have. But that's that's also one of the beefs that is out there right now that that i that i see and that that's happening is because of the lack of standardization you are someone that maybe rents a car a lot or you don't own a car and so you're using either you know maven or lyft or not lyft um zip car or one of those services um maven is the gm version of of um a car sharing system where you you register and you can go take a full-size gm for the day um so you're doing all that you don't get to know the features on the vehicle so you don't understand all the bells and the beeps and the whistles right now there still is an override for you to turn off most of those kind of things and so you have the technology you don't understand it so you turn it off so you're not getting the benefits so there's this whole the whole thing and so exactly what you said rob you know it seems kind of basic but we learn to drive one way you have to think about it. Kids going through driver's ed these days are going to be learning a whole different way. They're going to have to learn with all these new technologies how to enhance their driving skills um, based on the technology, but not to rely on the technology. And that's going to be hard. And, for and some that's people. what you see a lot. This is where my argument comes in. This is where you <laughs> see a lot of people that, yeah, like like our age, learn how to drive like we did on God knows what kind of POS car. All of a sudden, oh, you have a backup camera. I'll just watch that while I back up and, and yeah. I don't have to look sideways or anything. Um, you know, when we were all coming through the fire service, there was a couple of rigs we had that had monitors, very, very primitive um, backup monitoring systems. That as soon as you put the truck in reverse, the screen would pop on. It was almost like a little TV. Yeah. You could turn that off. And that's what a lot of us did or how that's a lot. When we were training, that was disconnected. Um, and so you had to learn how to watch it back or how to watch your mirrors and learn the size of the vehicle and how to back yeah. up. And yeah, a lot of people, however it is they drive, it's, it's, it's like GPS. It's like, Oh, I, my phone can tell me the directions. I don't have to know where I'm going. And then you get people who need directions home. <laughs> yeah. You get people who oh, I have a camera on the side, I have a camera in the back. I don't need to use my mirrors as they're intended to. So and that's this is where my rant could go. Like the technology <laughs> that is serving a benefit, but it's not to be relied on the way people are relying on it. What, one of the things that's uh, annoying because my my Odyssey has the the rearview camera and it has the uh, alert sensors in it. Um, when I'm close to something, it's got um, uh, four one on each corner of the bumpers, front and back. Um, and when it rains or there's been snow. And the rain runs down the sensor. 
the sensors goes off. So I could be just driving down the street and all of a sudden the sensor goes off and it, it starts out at short beeps. And then when you get extremely close to something, it's one long yeah. continuous beep. Um, so you could be just driving down the street and rain will fall on top of that bumper sensor. And, and be, so that, that is kind of annoying. There's an off switch. So if it does get too annoying, you could just turn it off, but it's something you have to get used to, to learning how to drive with. Um, but POS is oh, probably some of our younger viewers don't even recall or don't even know what features were add-ons in cars. <laughs> My first car was an 87 uh, Mazda B2200 pickup. It had um, no passenger side mirror. It had no rear bumper seat, and it had no radio. Those were all features that you had to add on later. You had to add on a rear passenger seat? That was your... That was an add-on. There's nothing to add in. It was it was like a pickup truck. Passenger, yeah. passenger mirror. The mirror. Oh, the mirror. <laughs> yeah, I the thought mirror. you said a rear passenger seat. I was like, huh? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No. I'm I'm with you. I had a I had an '89 Buick Skyhawk. That was my that was one of my first cars. But the the kicker was is the back window leaked, and so on a drive to something for school, like four of us had to pull over at a uh, like a. Home Depot didn't exist yet, but like one of those tractor supply stores. And so we saran wrapped the back of the car to, uh, to keep it from leaking. And then I bought foam sealant and filled it all in. And then I had a moon roof that leaked. So I got myself some wax rope. It was all nice. about Jerry rigging to make sure it could work correctly. Um, but on that vehicle, like you said, no technology. Uh, and, and you know, it was a stick shift and those are kind of things they had to learn driving a stick shift, but to, old man Rob's venting, you know, stick shifts are kind of what we had. And then the automatics and then people, you know, there was a whole generation that doesn't know how to drive an, you know, a non, a non-automatic. This is going to cycle through. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to drive vehicles that don't have some of these technologies in there. It's, it's the balance of there's two, there's two problems that not two problems, but two issues that need to be dealt with us driving our cars and having our bad habits having to buy vehicles with technology and and trying to figure out how to use that technology and then people that have never driven a vehicle that has no technology and how do you how do you blend those driver driver attitudes and those driver positions and then you've got things as as advanced as uh you know tesla autopilot systems the the um there's five levels of autonomous vehicles and when you put a tesla in autopilot that's that's level two so level five is you don't need a drive. You don't need a driver to do anything. The car will take you anywhere in the world without any issues. So, the probabilities of seeing a level five are—I don't know—not going to be in our lifetime. There's a ton of people that say we'll see a level four, which is the vehicle will do 98% of all the driving, and the driver just has to kick in on like that dirt road travel gravel driveway type of situation or whatnot. People are saying we might see that in 10 to 15 years. So so that's, you know, pie in the sky in my my realm. So try to think, try to wrap your, your old man driving brain around all of that. Like, you're going to have us driving our cars because, A, we don't want to upgrade or trust the technology. And then people that are buying vehicles that, in theory, might be able to drive them everywhere but, like, into their garage. Didn't a uh, self-driving car just rear-end a fire truck out in Los Angeles or something like that? Well, self-driving, yes, uh, it was a. You know, I think it was a Tesla. Ones or a, a Tesla. 
yeah, it was a Tesla in autopilot mode that that hit a uh, hit a fire truck that was that was dealing with another incident. So yeah, so no, there. I mean, there's a long way to go in all of that. But all that to say, all those technology that's in a Tesla and in the the Google car and all those kind of things, pieces of it are going to end up in all of our vehicles at some point. Now, going back to what Rob was saying earlier about when they were car shopping. They were add-ons, which is is unfortunate because even if we don't understand the technology yet, it is useful and it is it is a life-saving, life-safety thing. And so, the fact that it costs when we were shopping for the Volvo, it was going to be almost an extra two plus grand to to get the quote-unquote tech package that contained this. So it also included not just the safety features, but like all this extra like entertainment system in the vehicle like dvd player like all these things that aren't you know when i'm it's not safety related they're all you know it was it was a tech package that just happened to include this because there's a lot of electronics associated with it so i think i think as you start to you know within the next couple years it'll be more standard or might be more of a standalone feature that won't cost as much uh manufacturers have said by 2020 automatic emergency braking will be standard in all vehicles so like backup cameras everything will have will be automatic um braking as well for stopping those rearing crashes but so the scary thing you talk about the tech package add-ons and everything it you made me think back to when we were shopping and jen test drove a car from one dealership and i went to a different dealership same manufacturer and test drove the car and I didn't really talk to her about it, but when I got there and when they were pushing the the packages and the technology and everything, the scary thing was they were not telling me the safety features or what was in the safety features. Do you know what technology package they were pushing the most? Was the Apple the Entertainment? Yeah, Apple Play. The, 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 the Apple yeah. Play. Yeah, that I could go in and just when I get in the car, my phone connects with automatically, so I can listen to my. Um, music or whatever or wonderful or podcasts like your, this if you're listening thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for that i was like that is a perfect I, I really, plug <laughs> don't listen to us <sighs> when don't, don't automatically listen to us make a choice and uh but it was it was frightening that um i want to plug the show but i don't want to plug the show but <laughs> plug it as much as you want my point was that the scary part was they were they weren't telling me about no, yeah, blind spot, you know, automation or anything. They're just saying like, yeah, it's got this safety package and airbags, and oh, but, but as soon as you get in the car, your phone will click in and you can do whatever you want with yeah. that, and it'll tell you the maps and everything. It was like that you shouldn't be pushing the the you know iPlay or AirPlay, whatever it is. You should, but but you got to think into the the market. The market is for higher tech. I want to be able to listen to my phone. I want to be able to. You know, connect and stay connected 24/7. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it, there's an ex- expectation I think in the um, from the consumer that oh that stuff's already there, it's yeah. already built in. So so whatever it is, I already have that stuff in the car. You know, whatever car that I'm buying, not yeah, knowing I, that you know that's not really coming in until the the higher level you know as a standard to the higher level vehicles. Yeah, right. I, I had, one I thing you that, didn't mention too. Go for it, Frank. What's that? I was going to say, one of the things that you didn't mention in terms of the new features is, like, I know the new um, 18 Honda Accord has a heads-up display in them. So mm-hmm. the 
speed and and turn by turn directions are right there on your on your windshield, so you don't so, have to look now, away. Okay. You can keep your eyes on the road. I got a that that's not new. That's been around. Um, I, a friend of mine in college had, I want to say like a '92 Oldsmobile, and it was just fancy at that point. And it, that had a heads up display of your speed and really, yeah, yeah, it had two or three things, and you could adjust it. So they've, um, they've been around for a while. Um, the, but there, a lot of people don't don't get them because they, it's again, it just as an add-on, um, you know, and they don't find them to be useful. Still, still as distracting because there's, you know, you can be looking at your phone or not looking at your phone. If you have a Bluetooth enabled thing and you're having a conversation, you're still cognitively distracted. So they're finding that that's actually as or more distracting than than looking at your phone to punch in numbers. So. I would say even the the heads up display. Now I'm going by the one I saw twenty plus years ago. Even that was distracting, whether it was the type of light they were using or what. But yeah. you you get fixated on this image close in your eyesight, and you're not looking down the road. I mean that even though the idea was it's supposed to be inlaid and, and you're not looking away or down. It, it was still distracting trying to drive with that. Yeah. No, and it's a whole. You have to learn how to do it, and you earlier hit on the key point rob that the dealers aren't doing a good job of selling it so but but now robin makes a good point though that yeah the dealers aren't going to push that that's not that's not going to sell the car but it's their, their job it should but it's but but robin's right it's not they, you're you're, they wanna sell, you're they amongst a group a of people who think that it should be as opposed to the majority of americans Dang. who you know like, they're they're not on that end. I mean, the, yeah. it, Texas in, in um, I think it was as of January. No, it was earlier than that. Um, it was the new, you know, outlawed um, texting while driving, distracted driving. They finally got that law in the books. I can tell you every morning driving in on I-10, one of the busiest freeways in the world, and then driving back out in the afternoon that people are watching their phones, they're watching videos, they're texting, they're looking down. I can tell every single one of them because they're swerving all over the place. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Whoever is not, and that's whether it's that going to be that push for autonomous vehicles and for for the lane assist and autopilot and things like that is the manufacturers are going. Okay, well we've got to we've got to engineer our way around the people that are just not going to pay attention. Yeah, no, there's. <laughs> There's a lot of look at different features that can go in there. Some some manufacturers have talked about uh, putting in uh, scrambling devices in the car, so it's just your own personal Faraday cage. That's not gonna that's not gonna go over well. See, and, uh, and you just you you just made me think of a quote from one of my professors from engineering school, and that is, "You can't engineer out stupid." Yes. No. Yeah. No. And so that I mean, uh, you know, you. You, it took forever to get Texas to get that statewide statewide law. 100, 100 communities in Texas had that law already, but they were all different. So actually, some of the communities in Texas, uh, Houston might be one of them, uh, has a stronger law than the state one. But either mm-hmm. way, they're all it's super difficult to enforce. And so it's you know you're, you've got these great laws, but then how do you get it enforced and how do you go forward with all that? Um, yeah, but oh, but to the point though. The so if you want to, uh, if you ever want to hear stories about embarrassing driving or whatever, uh, just talk to my wife about test driving cars with me and me grilling the the guy in the car. So does this does this car have this feature? Um, I don't know. So you don't know if it's got lane keeping assist. 
well, how does that work? Where's the alerting system? Um, yeah, it's, he had no clue. And that was the thing. Like, the features were available. It wasn't on that model year, and I knew that because um, I knew it was on a different trim level. But, you know, the fact that the fact that the dealers aren't educating their their people about it because just what you just what you guys were saying that's safety ain't sexy and so you know getting that as a as a selling option wasn't wasn't really there so i don't know hopefully it'll get there there's well, that, more- the thing i'm trying to figure out watching the commercials with like um i think it's nissan does a lot of them right now where it shows the commercials with the automatic emergency braking mm-hmm. and you know they did the thing with uh tim tebow with all the little rival mascots and they did the thing with uh star wars and they were like oh wow the car stopped like were were you trying to hit the person yeah <laughs> were, were you yeah. not gonna stop yeah there's there's a there's a bit of a window here in what you can do with advertising you can't show the cars speeding or driving <laughs> in any sort of reckless manner going to hit someone that because you're you're highlighting a safety feature that's that's sort of allowed it's kind of like you know, with beer commercials or and alcohol commercials, you know, they can't actually drink the product, but you can do everything up and to the drink you can show, <laughs> but you can't actually see right. them drinking it. Um, but you so know, in car commercials, you can talk about hitting the person, but not actually, hit not the actually person. hitting them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's weird stuff. Some of the, some of the ads have been pulled back because they show people driving in an aggressive and dangerous manner, but you then you see someone on the salt flats going 100 and whatever. That's totally fine because it's on a. That, that's a that's a close course with a professional driver. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you see, it's so <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, but hopefully, you know, manufacturers are starting to to put more of this in there. You know, there's nearly 40,000 people killed a year. Um, uh, you know, 12,000. You know, well, a little over a little over 10,000 are alcohol related. A little over 10,000 are. Um, are speeding and then the other 10 to 15,000, um, you know, are a combination of distracted driving and drowsy driving and, and all those other things. So technology is going to, going to pop in and hopefully help, help out with all of that. But it's, you know, it's consumers asking questions. It's, and a lot of it is being driven by our, you know, our demographic, uh, um, you know, families with young children who, are. Uh, have been driving a crappy POS for a while and need to upgrade um, to get something larger and they're wanting to then get, you know, get more of a safe vehicle. I actually uh, talked to a coworker who is a mechanic and she was working on her car for years and had, you know, did all these great things to it, had a couple, couple kids and, and started having a family and she She's like, I needed to get a safer car because I, yeah. I put the seatbelts in this one because it didn't come with them. And so yeah. I thought I should probably <laughs> probably upgrade, you know, so so it's our de- our demographic right now that's driving all that. So if you are looking for a car, start asking those questions. I think that then gets the dealers to ask their, you know, the manufacturers more questions about it and to get them out there. Um, and I will plug a, a website called My Car Does What? It's uh, something that the National Safety Council put together, and it goes through all of the, like we said, there isn't a standardization of some of these safety features yet, but they do a really good job of going through and explaining most all of the, all of the safety features that you can expect to see on some of these vehicles, and they're updating it as new ones come out. Like I said, the the coffee one is more in Europe right now, but there's a lot more drowsy driving awareness that's coming into play, um, and then you see. 
these these tesla type of vehicles and all the tech because the technology right now can all kind of run together uh, i just heard a really fascinating lecture by a guy and i know i'm a i'm a transportation walk geek but he was talking about how all this technology is there so you put it all on there on the hardware you just have to tweak some software language on the inside and you can have a vehicle that is fully backing up the driver so you, the hard part is getting it to always drive from point a to point b with these autonomous vehicles but you then you put the you don't get rid of the driver but it senses something bad's happening and then takes over you only have to have it drive a mile then versus driving the whole it was it was interesting so there's the possibility that in the near future we'll see a vehicle that has that has all the technology you still get to drive it like a regular vehicle but if it senses that you're you know swerving quite a bit or that you've nodded off or something like that it'll kick in give you some alerts and if you don't respond it parks you know, and that the uh, like cadillac or somebody else came up with with something like that it's um like they're super safe yeah um, technology where basically it's doing the same thing you were talking about earlier it's watching your eye patterns and things like that to determine are you still paying attention to the road yeah i mean it's the the microscopic cameras that allow them to do all this kind of stuff there's one group of people using money to it will uh figure out if you're if the driver is driving under the influence of alcohol and be able to read their bac level to make sure that they're not over the legal limit um or illegal limit and so um I mean, it's so crazy. You can touch the steering wheel, and it senses your BAC through uh, infrared spectrometry, um, all that. So, I mean, not working so much for the winter, but that's part of the deal. They have to design it to have systems that work for people that wear gloves because one of their versions had you hit the touch start on the car, and that's what you write it when you, your thumb hit the touch start. Well, one of their tests, they went to – I think there's there's some really cool test tracks up in Michigan, and they went there. And, yep. Everyone was trying to start the car with a glove and it wouldn't start. And so, and then it wouldn't read their finger because, you know, when you try to go to use your iPhone, if your hand's cold or wet, it doesn't log in. Imagine if that's your car and there's no backup if your finger doesn't start it. Not really a big, you know, a big selling point for people to try to get that on there. So things have to work all the time and then they have to be accurate. So, so what I'm thinking is to get dealers to talk more about safety. Go in asking ridiculous questions that oh, you yeah. know are not safe. Like, mm-hmm. go, I'm looking for a station wagon. Do you have one with the third row seat that faces backwards with no seatbelts? I'm looking for one of those. Do you have that? Oh, no. You have these safety features? Oh, I didn't know they were out. God. <laughs> I I rode in one of those station wagons with the, the bench I'm, seat I'm that looking, faced backwards. I'm looking for a bench seat because my kid doesn't have a car seat. We have an apple crate. What do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I plan on taping that apple crate down with duct tape, so I need something with some good pleather so I can get some good right. sticking. Because yeah. if it's the fabric, it just causes problems. My kids like to sleep on the leather. floorboards. Do you have anything with plush carpet? You okay. talked over my fine Corinthian leather joke. Come on, man. <laughs> they were both excellent jokes. It, <laughs> In the, in the ways of safety and luxury, can we all just go back to the, uh, I think it was a, like an early SNL fake commercial where the rabbi does the bris inside the in in, in the minivan wasn't it, it or in the was it, it was a minivan or it was like it was a one of the you know like mega uh, like a you know it was like a giant Cadillac giant Plymouth like land yachts yeah, yeah. <laughs> land yachts what about like interior technology where are they at with you know a big thing here in, in down here in Texas is um, unfortunately um, hot car deaths yeah. 
you know, have they made any improvements or anything like that in the way of detection systems for interiors for, for, you know, the, the things I've seen there, there's some now with like interior monitoring where it's basically taking the cameras that are going to be exterior and put them in inside. So you can have 360 viewing of what's going on. No longer the, uh, you know, swinging your arm back into the back seat and hoping you hit somebody. Or using the mirror, <laughs> using yeah. the, the mounted mirror. Yeah. No, no. So there's, there's some interesting tech that's come out on that. Nothing that's really, um, uh, nothing that's like really peaked and, and kind of taken the lead. There's some that are incorporating sensors into the actual car seat. So the sensors in the car seat actually talk to the car. So um, you know how your passenger seat, when, you know, you put like, groceries are in there or something in the seat it tells you that the you know, the airbag's not turned on because it's the wrong kind of weight or whatever some of the car seats are uh, some of the developments or um, some of the prototypes i should say for car seats will have sensors in there that talk to your car via bluetooth through some software so the the apple play type of thing through an app um to let you know and and monitor so people don't forget their kid um, some more advanced ones that do similar things to that when latch is enabled in the back, it sets off some sensors and, um, my car has this thing where it runs the air conditioner. If it's been running for a while, like the air conditioner will kind of kick on to make sure no humidity gets into the system, whatever, whatever they have ones like that, where if it senses like it senses a body in the car and it gets to a certain temperature, it'll run air conditioner in the vehicle and maybe lower a window. Um, there's that, uh, the cars that are connected to your phone via, um, you know, that are connected to your phone, you can start your car or whatever. Some of mm-hmm. them provide alerts that way too. So, so there's, there's quite a bit of technology that's, that's being talked about and being discussed. Nothing has really come out as like the one that you're seeing a lot more of. Um, it's, it's some of the lower tech stuff where, um, there's, uh, educational campaigns, um, out there right now for people to, put their cell phone um, in the car seat in the back so that they people are, are unfortunately more likely to remember their cell phone than their kid. Um, so they have their cell phone back there so that they can remember to get their kid. Uh, for for the people that I'm going to leave my kid here, run inside to do something real quick, I haven't, I can't think of anything right now that, that's, that's kind of sticking out as a, a market leader in that. But there's been new things every time, uh, every year that I've gone to some of these conferences that, that talk about that. So um, I can't remember what the number is. Like last year was almost 500 fatalities uh, to kids just that that died to hot car fatalities. Um, it was a big, it was a bigger number than it should have been. Um, yeah, and that so. was that was some of the same stuff I was seeing where you can get sensors put into there. Or, you know, there's ones where you go and you make sure you get the you you keep a teddy, you know, the teddy bear stays in the back seat when the kid's not in it. And then you put it up in the front seat and just move there. So it stays in the car, uh, kind of a thing when the, when the kid's in the back. Yeah. It's, Oh, I took, uh, he struck death 2017. Oh, I was way off. I was thinking of something else, but it still was more, it was 43. Okay. But that's still, still that's too 43 too many. That's still, that's still yeah. too many. Yeah. So that was, yeah. uh, 43 which was there was 39 in 2016 43 in 2017 don't ask me don't ask me where the 500 number came from in my mind i thought it was over 500 because i knew it was a lot more than it should have been um but yeah so no that's that's something the technology is trying to look at too right now um uh also 
uh, car seat realm, since you brought that up, you know, states are changing their laws. So any of you that have kids under the age of two, make sure you're keeping up on your state laws. A lot of states are looking to um, mandate that uh, underage of for two and younger, they need to be in a rear-facing car seat. Um, so that's just something, you know, some states it was just a height and weight issue. Now it's it's uh, an age an age issue. So if you have a longer kid or whatever, you have to, you know, you have to kind of be mindful of that. Now, see, that age doesn't quite make sense to me. The height and weight does. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because age is, uh, development-wise, I mean, that's that can be arbitrary, as we all know. Yeah. Physically and mentally, um, so uh, height and weight seems to be a more scientific. Yeah, because if you're if you're two it. and you're you're low on the growth growth chart, you know you should probably still be having them face backwards. If um, yeah, if they fit in, keep them in there as long as you can. There's actually yeah. some new car seats that are out there that have a smaller profile to allow kids to to fit in backwards. Um, you know, we're I I can barely drive my car as it is now with the seat all the way back and then a kid in a rear facing car seat and she's right behind me. So I can hardly wait till she's facing forward. But you know, my wife says that she's still going to be taking up as much room. Um, but you know, yeah, I'm with you, the, the height and weight. So, you know, look at, you know, be mindful of your, your local laws on that, but also make sure that it's, it's safe and comfortable for your kid because, you know, they could be too long to be rear facing and that's actually more dangerous, you know, cause they squish yeah. themselves up a little bit more, but Anyways, um, so we've rambled on a little bit. Uh, any final talking points from anybody on the peanut gallery? No, no? still big a fan of a uh, big fan of blind the uh, blind spot monitoring or the little light that comes on when a car yeah. is next to you in some cars. And I find it hilarious in a traffic jam that you got to stay if you're if you're driving rush hour traffic DC or Houston or Dallas or wherever <laughs> that light is staying on the whole yeah. damn thing. right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's always you, you on. just you just watch all the mirrors in front of you as just, they just just bing, 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 bing. Yeah, like, I kind of like I like flies. driving I like driving by the car and watching the light flash on in the car that you're passing, like you can see it kick on. Um, for those that drive uh, uh, motorcycles you have an, a fairly high percentage chance of getting caught by those blind spot awareness, you know, cameras and monitors. Uh, it's getting better. Like with Frank's, you know, when you had too much rain, you, you're saying you're driving an 06, Frank? 16. Uh, uh, 2013. 13. So with some of them, they've fixed that. So it's a different sensors and different, you know, you get all these different variables in it now. So, cause that was an issue that, you know, a little too much rain, a little too much snow. So things are getting better. Um, in all realms of that. So, uh, you know, my my final point will be just uh, if you're shopping for a new car, we are the demographic that's driving some of these safety features. Um, you know, right now, unfortunately, there a lot of them are add-ons and they shouldn't be. So, you know, make a, make a little complaint. Um, you know, get get as much as you can afford. My car doesn't, you know, ours don't have all the safety features. And as a guy that's in car safety, it, it makes me cringe just a little bit every time, but it was too damn expensive. <laughs> And it shouldn't be. And so, um, you know, so get all the safety that you can afford because some is better than none. And, uh, you know, learn about it from different websites and read your manuals. Unfortunately, you're going to have to read your manuals because your, your dealer is not going to give you a very solid briefing. Uh, a lot of it's online now, too. You can walk through your cars online to see some of that, uh, some of the different features and how they work. 
um, and, and how to adjust them. So there's different ways to adjust. So you don't have to turn them off all the way, but you can adjust it to fit kind of your driving patterns so that you can, you and the technology can coexist in a happy manner. Yeah, use them for the supplemental tools they are, not as replacements. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they 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 run as a volunteer fire department. They just supplement. They don't supplant, depending on your region of the country. That's an inside fire service joke there, people. Just go ahead and Google that one. You'll enjoy it. Teach your kids how to drive without all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. The girls are not going to know. They're not going to believe they think they're going to think that automatic is just for old people because mom and dad drive automatic vehicles their cars are all going to be stick shift <laughs> you won't be able, they can't be texting or doing anything they're going to be driving a stick shift um but yeah yeah i had a fun, i haven't driven stick for a while and over the holidays my uh father-in-law had a mini cooper six speed which i put a rear-facing car seat in and i nice. drove the youngest around and that i i miss kind of driving a stick I don't miss driving a stick in DC Houston-ish type of traffic. No, but, but the uh, the hinterlands of where we were in Oklahoma, where it's not a lot of traffic, it was fun. So there's there's limits to all of that too. But no, the girls are going to be driving stick shifts for their foreseeable future. I'm just putting that I'm, out there. Paddle shifters don't take the place. Yeah, paddle shifts aren't the same. Yeah, no. Frank, how long you got? I got four years until I start really putting my oldest like in a parking lot somewhere where we can not hit anything and he can start that, that I'll say that's the one complaint I have about not. And I understand because of the airbags and stuff and height and weight, not putting them up into the front seat until they're about 12, but that's a whole lot of stuff that you miss sitting in the back seat of not understanding what's going on of like being able to talk to him about, okay, when do I need to start braking with this vehicle in front of me? What else am I looking, you know, should I be looking at they're sitting in the back I've got like this nine and a half, ten years before my oldest gets in the car. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're the closest. Isn't he 13, though? That's that's concern. (laughs) No. (laughs) See, yeah, no, but you do make you you make a really good point there is that they're not seeing all that because they're not up there with you and and all of that. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how kids do it these days because I was driving when I was eight. But there, there's a lot of there are a lot of studies now that and and I'm trying to remember who it was I have a, a person on my staff like her brother when she turned when he turned 16 didn't want to even get his license and that seems to be a, a growing trend there's that's, a lot of yeah that's a huge they just trend. don't want yeah, to middle daughter don't start driving no no you're you guys are exactly right that is that is a legitimate trend right now where there's a whole a whole swath of individuals waiting until they're older to get a license um, because they don't feel that they need to own a car. There's Uber, there's Lyft or whatever. They can find Mm -hmm. some sort of riding ride alternative. And so they're waiting until they get a license. So some, so most States it was like 18. Once you hit 18, you didn't have to do driver's ed or whatever. So a lot of people are waiting until then to, to get a car or get a license. States are now moving it up to 21 because just lacking that driver's education, that basic, even basic driver's ed, you're you're you have a lot of skills that you're missing just because you don't understand it and you haven't done it but some people mm-hmm. some people are happy as happy as a clam not to have a license and again that's our a generational thing for us i think i i mean like i was joking but i had a license at 13 and a half because at the time in montana you could take driver's ed at 13 get a license at 13 and a half so i had it but i still had that beard 
Right. Uh, you know, I, I didn't. It didn't grow in as well back then, but. I, you know, when I was when I moved to the area and I was trying to get the cheap life insurance, you fill out the survey online, or whatever, tell it how long you've been driving. It wouldn't believe me that I that I had a license since whatever. Right. And so I always had to lie to say I was 16. But there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, for witnessing. And so, Robin, you're on the nose trying to trying to teach your kids how to drive and trying to talk to them. And that's so beyond the getting the safe cars for for all for yourself when your kids are old enough, I got the cheapest ass car that we could afford. And that's what I drove. Maybe Mm -hmm. if you're able to try not to get the cheapest ass car for your kids, because they're actually the ones that need all the safety features and need the cars with the better, the better roll cage, the better structural features. So if you're able to try to get a newer ish car for your, your children when they start to drive. Um, but also even when they're not driving and yes, if maybe in the back, but the modeling of the, the appropriate behavior. So for those of us that, um, you know, have the younger kids right now, you know, don't, don't play on your text phone or don't play on your phone. Don't text, don't text on your phone. Uh, don't drive distracted. Don't drive impaired you know, uh, drive rested, like follow all these good guidelines because your kids actually like pick up on that and take that into their, when they become drivers, they'll have that good model to kind of fall back on. Um, it's a simple thing, but it's a really important thing. I think that a lot of people overlook. So with that, uh, I want to, uh, thank the dads. I thank you, um, Dan and Joe for your, uh, inputs as well. I know that you're probably yelling at your, your cars right now, actually, as you're going into the into work, listening to this, uh, or or riding your bus or train or whatever you may be taking in from the hinterlands. <coughs> so, um, Joe probably skipped over this whole thing. <laughs> probably, yeah. you know, I'll make sure we'll put in an ad for some sort of uh, some sort of wellness health program for youth somewhere. We'll we'll put that in just for Joe. Um, but you know, um, we did we did talk about a lot of different things uh, on this episode. But I think it's all important. It's something that we all interact with. We all think of cars as just a car, but uh, there's so much more now. And you know, we all have uh, small children, young families that we're you know, we're trying to protect. And you know, um, a simple thing is is trying to you know every couple of years, not every couple of years, but you know. When you don't go to upgrade your vehicle, try to see what's out there. The tech is changing every every model year. So, um, I'm sorry. Which one of you just ripped that? I can't edit that out. That one was hard to. <laughs> wow. Oh, who's? I can't tell who's turning red. Frank's the only one that's not reacting. Oh God, that was. Frank's not even listening to this anymore. He's watching <laughs> something else. Oh, that was too good. Anyways, I'm guessing Frank is watching a tennis match. Take advantage of the technology. Ask the questions. Get out there. uh, See what you can do. um, And uh, send us any of the questions that you may have. So with that, we panic so you don't have to. Thanks, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 